Chris Lotz with the Pat Lotz Real Estate Group. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Beyond the Keys of Pat Lotz Podcast. Uh, here with yours truly. Pat Lotz. Um, we're trying to get a thousand subscribers here for the end of, we're not even into 2023 yet. Uh, we're reaching the end of 2022, but a goal of ours here at the Pat Lotz Real Estate Group is we want to have a thousand subscribers here on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, really on all platforms. We have a decent platform at Facebook. I believe there's like 1,500 likes. That's yeah. pretty good. Um, thousand subscribers on YouTube. I would love to get to, you know, five to 10K for Instagram. So, uh, you know, follow on all socials, help us out, support a small business, support a mom and pop real estate group. Yeah, and also, you know, we're really um, wanting to embrace the community as we always do, but to promote them. We also want to educate and inform so that gives you the tools to do what you'd like to do, or we'd love for you to come work with us. And 2023 is going to be a big year to your point of content. Uh, we're going to be doing um, a monthly community spotlight video with small businesses in the community. We're lining those things up right now. It's yep. more about a what, who, where, when, why, how, all those things to get a little more perspective of these small businesses in this community, their impact on this community, why they're here in this community, what's their why, yeah. um, and kind of spotlight them, spotlight us, and uh, you know, kind of create that relationship within this community for, for all parties. Um, we're uh, making this big push for YouTube. We're making a lot of big push and a lot of inv- invested uh, money and time into content creation. Yeah. Um, so, and we're hoping that translates to nothing but value for buyers and sellers. Well, and also we're open to you know what you want to hear about. Yeah. So, so. Yeah. Comment. Comment below. Shoot us a DM. Shoot us a text. Give us a call if you know us personally. I mean, our number is everywhere. 734-637-3668. 734-474-8713. I almost forgot mine. We're so accessible, but that's the big thing as well as like for us is um, the good thing about us, and that's a great tangent into what we're talking about. We're talking about the good, bad, and the ugly of maybe a perspective from a, a veteran real estate agent who's been doing it for 23 plus years. Um, that uh, her, some of the things that she's experienced that we can give to young agents or buyers and sellers so they're not taken advantage of or it does not happen to them. But one good thing about us versus other teams is our accessibility. You call us. You don't just get one lot, you get two. And that's a huge asset. I think so, I think so. So let's start with, um, let's start with some of the ugly. And I think, I think let's start off maybe a little bit like a shock and let's end with some good. Um, but what's what are some ugly things that you have seen over the years and kind of highlight those things and then we'll just kind of dive in a little bit deeper to, to what those are. Well, these aren't necessarily, I guess, ugly because I have some good ugly things. And ugly to me is situations that have uh, blown up a transaction or things that come out of left field that you go, how did that happen? So a couple, a couple of examples that um, I'll, I'll put out there and then some other you know things. Um, but 
you know, what's worse than you're working with a seller and they're not truthful with you. Um, you know, you go through your market analysis, you get the house listed, you're going through the motions. Well, they failed to tell you that they're in foreclosure. Well, um, at the end of a transaction, it sort of exploded for a couple of different reasons. And when I contacted the bank, I couldn't get a payoff. Um, the seller had to go in and get a special payoff. And that's when I found out that they were in um, foreclosure. Um, and there was no need to be in foreclosure. They were both employed. They were gonna bail and buy. And um, this was back when the market, the recession was you know, coming out. So that is ugly. That is really ugly. I can't do my job and help you if you're not transparent with me. Um, another situation is you go through a, um, a walkthrough um, prior to closing and um, the seller decided to take all of the window treatments, the toilet seats, um, and the shelves that were permanently um, screwed to the wall. That's kind of ugly. You know, how do you deal with that kind of stuff? Um, you know, you've got to, you can't get angry. You've just got to problem solve and, and get through it. Well, that's one thing that I think that you do better than most agents is a lot of agents will one, put their opinion into it without even consult, well one, taking, taking the information in and, and, and thinking about it for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And that's a famous Patlot's line is, let's sit on it for 24 hours. I'm let's sit on it for 24 hours. hours. Yep. Because it's initial reaction is uh, responding with emotion versus logic and understanding. You know, why is that person asking for that? Why are we having to deal with this? Why is this now coming up now? Um, so anything that you're taking in stride, take 24 hours on it, think about it. It doesn't need to be talked about today. Obviously time is of the essence, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, one day is not gonna change a lot. Well, and I always feel that I've gotta process it. I've gotta think, okay, what are all these things and what can they impact? And it just takes me time to digest that before I present it to anybody else. Um, another thing is another ugly you know, situation is um, you know there's a divorce and, and I'm not informed of that and they actually had a there they haven't had a final divorce but how that impacts the transaction um, you know divorce decrees all that other stuff um, if I hear you information is power mm -hmm. and at the end of the day we're not a lawyer we're not a doctor but if you're not honest with your attorney or honest with your doctor they can't represent you to the best of their ability. If you're not honest, and we understand it's it's less than ideal situations when there's bad, ugly situations, but if we don't know all of the details, then how are we gonna make sure that we get to the finish line or accomplish what you need to have accomplished? You know. So, and we talked about this in the last episode, trust, honesty, respect. You know, we need that for us to be given that, we also need to receive that. Yep. But if we don't get the full story, which you have many stories about people trying to hide things, for maybe it's it's lack of humility or you know their their ego or pride and their concern with how that's going to look on their character doesn't matter we're no different than an attorney client confidentiality we're here to to represent you but we need that information to make sure that we're doing the things right well and we're all human so i like to help people through that because um, I have experience and I just feel that's what I can do. I can help you through this and try and make it as stress free as possible and um, you know, um, it's a humbling experience. So I just want people to always be um, forthcoming so that I can help them to the best of their ability, my ability. Another thing that I find is people fail to disclose material facts about their home that I should be aware of and in the long run will help them not get sued. Easy. You know, when in doubt, disclose, 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 and 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 just putting it out there to us as agents. 
uh, whether we, how we disclose that might be a different conversation, but the fact that that doesn't even come to light, like you said, now you're opening yourselves up to uh, to lawsuits and litigations. Well, I mean, so the the, the, the lower level um, got water in it, you know, and it's on the disclosure, has there ever been water in the basement or crawl? And, you know, somebody failed to tell me that um, the gutter got disconnected and um, the grade was coming towards the house, so water got in it. That's not a big deal. Problem, cause, solution. Fix the gutter, fix the grade. I've never seen water again. Yep. So we need to disclose that. Yeah, so. I'm constantly saying that to buyers is, I'm not worried about those things, but if we see a cause and we see a solution or a remedy, we should be fine when it's professionally remediated for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, but when we see a cause, I wanna see that solution, not just a, hey, this happens sometimes. Well, again, those could be easy solved problems, but we need to see a cause and solution. Um, for sale by owners can kind of produce maybe a less than ideal, bad, or an ugly situation. And normally when I'm approaching for sale by owners, by no means do I ever not go show those properties because that's against the rules or illegal. Um, we will always go see those homes, but I will let my clients know that Keep in mind, this is different than a normal seller, agent, agent, buyer situation. Now it's buyer, agent, and seller. Yeah. So it becomes a little bit more emotional and becomes a little bit more financial driven, which that's fine. But when you have two individuals that take all of the emotion out of it and talk about it very logically in business sense and just real estate, it becomes a completely different situation. With that being said, we had a, I had a for sale by owner recently that unfortunately, every conversation we had with him turned into, we are going to sue you, we are going to sue you, me specifically. And at that point in time, was it escalated to that point? For sure, by, by their expectations, because they didn't have a real estate agent or had no guidance But it's, on it's lack of knowledge in the field. They don't know, he wasn't in his lane, mm -hmm. you know, stay in your lane. Yeah. Um, doesn't know what the paperwork means, doesn't know the timeline, doesn't know the mortgage uh, requirements for the buyer and what, what needs to go through there. So um, it, turned, it turned a little ugly though, because yeah. every single time I was talking to him, it turned into, hey, we're gonna sue you. And, and, and I'm not worried about those things because we knew that we were doing, doing the, right the right things. Thing. It was lack of information, lack of humility, lack of and, and two for an older gentleman like that retired you know I think there's a lot of pride of this young guy doesn't know more than I do because I can do these things yeah you can for sale by owners all day long if they're savvy enough they can sell these homes mm -hmm. it's it's not about that but it's having the lack of experience or education on how to sell these homes and then it becomes a bad situation I, I digress it all turned out fine our clients are more than happy we didn't get sued. <clears throat> we didn't get sued we were represented properly um, in the situations where it was a little fuzzy, but you know what? Just me taking a big step back as well and allowing other people to have those conversations mm -hmm. ultimately solve those problems. And then, and then the caveat to all of that is, is what are we arguing about? You're getting your money, you got top dollar, and, and it's more or less confusing the communication, but those situations are ugly. So over your 25 years, have you ever had ugly situations like that with maybe a seller disagreements, uh, selling agent disagreements, not being honest with you, hiding things? Oh, sure, sure. You know, not, you know, sometimes I have, I feel like I gotta be an FBI agent, you know, to figure all these things out because nobody's disclosing it. And, you know, I'm representing the buyer, the seller, and, um, 
you know, I don't want to feel like um, I, I'm not getting provided all the information that's necessary for my buyer. I've got to find out, is there an HOA? Is there assessments? Um, you know, I've got to, there's just so many things that, um, you know, the fear of um, not being um, protecting your client, but it's because I have to, it's pulling teeth to get information, which is very challenging. Don't don't question the uh, the intuition of Pat Lotso either, because there's been many, many times where on multiple occasions, whether it's price, like, oh, do you think this price is, is right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Boom. Proves to be true. But the second that Pat says anything about, hey, tread wisely. I'm not feeling too good about that. Start asking the right questions. <laughs> it is funny. Something, something's up. We so. learned a couple of times. Chris, I said, uh, beware. Yeah. So, and it's, it's, it's funny because he is and he and, makes it through. And that comes down to experience though as well. Like no different than the last podcast is, is, you know, certain agents are going to have that reputation and just having that experience or know what questions to ask to make sure that you're protecting your clients as best as possible, whether you're on the list side or the buy side. That's the goal. That's, That's the, the goal. whole reason you have a job. Yeah. So. Um, well, I think um, what uh, the other stuff is more bad, not necessarily ugly. So ugly to me is situations that are stressful, break the deals, um, aren't truthful. Um, so those are ugly. De uh, default. We don't default very often. And when I say we are clients, yeah. I think 90% of our job is to make sure that we're not in default, making sure we're educating sellers and buyers to make educated decisions. Yeah. So very, very few and far between are we ever in a default. I think this past year we'll have, we've had two defaults. Mm -hmm. One was outright day of, day of closing, day before closing. They said, we don't want to buy the house. Yeah. Uh, there was a different circumstance. Yeah. Um, fortunately, those sellers understood where the buyers were coming for. They moved on. Um, we did a mutual release. They got their, oh, they forfeited their EMD. They moved yep. on with their lives. Yep. Um, the second one, maybe a little bit less than ideal situation, but that one also, they were in a default situation and that became a little bit ugly from yeah. what we've heard. Yeah, and it's a personal decision. Yep. So it's a personal decision and, and sometimes life things, you know, change. I mean, I haven't had a lot of defaults in, in all of my uh, no, years. No, you probably can't count them on your hand. Um, I can count them on one. So, so it's, it's, it's that or a deal that doesn't come together, very rarely. So there's years that are, are worse than others just based on the dynamics in the market. So, so based on some of these bad situations or, or when you think back to bad situations, what's maybe the top three things that somebody should be doing when the window treatments are taken, the stove is taken, there's damage in the walls? Um, I think we've already touched on them, but again, what, you know, what are your top three things to when you approach a bad situation? Well, the first is stay calm. Stay calm. Um, stay calm, and um, you know, really, you just you reach the other agent and say, "Hey, you know, Houston, we got a problem." Um, you know, whether it be so, so stay calm. No, stay calm. Acknowledge the issue and try and figure out how we're going to resolve it so that both parties uh, are happy. Um, stay calm. Acknowledge the situation. Uh -huh. Try to find a win-win. But uh -huh. then also, I think the the point that I'm trying to get to is take your time. Yeah. Take your time, stay calm, acknowledge the issue, create that open line of communication. There's no fault. Everybody's whose fault is it? Whose fault? There's no fault. It just happened. Well, and, and to that point, a lot of people love to, to dwell for 24 hours on the blame game. We could sit here all day long and talk about whose fault it is, but at the end of the day, we got a problem. We need to find the solution. And I think a lot of the time, the solution is very fairly easy and common within real estate. So that's back to mentorship. But 
let's just skip that frantic frustration and emotional part of things. Let's just get to the problem solving stage. Yeah, yeah. So stay so, calm. Stay calm, um, you know, and um, acknowledge what the issue is and how we're going to solve it. Yeah. Prob I'm a problem cause solution. So, um, so in a case like, you know, they took all of the window treatments, can they bring them back? Mm -hmm. Or can they financially compensate the buyer so they can replace them? Easy fix. Is it frustrating? Absolutely. Did they not read the contract properly? You know, it, it's it's a lot of information. So um, me as a selling but, agent, I've got to repeat that all the time. What you can do, what you can take, what you can't take. Um, I feel like a broken record a lot of times, and I guess at the end of the day, if I feel like a broken record, we're doing the right things because okay. you know, first time homebuyer specifically, you know, and I'm I'm dealing with two right now. Uh, they only know what they know. That's not a fault for them, but mm -hmm. they've never bought a house before. That's the reason we exist. So regurgitating a lot of this past experience information into them so they are confident within their decisions is the name of the game. So being a broken record isn't necessarily a bad thing within this real estate market. It's making sure that we're giving all of the information to those individuals so they understand. Yeah, and, and again, I can't do their jobs. I mean, I can't be um, a physical therapist. I can't be a graphic designer. I can't be any of those things. So I entrust in them to be able to educate me. So I always look at it that that's my job to give them the tools necessary to, to accomplish it and make those decisions because I can't make those decisions for them. Yeah. Um, so bad. Um, um, you know, um, I'm just going to run, um, run through. Well, let's, let's, uh, um, on the listing side, yeah. there are some things that you can avoid bad situations. And I think those three have a huge impact on that. Mm -hmm. Understanding the paperwork, mm -hmm. understanding of how to interpret other brokerages contracts fast, mm -hmm. what they're asking for mm -hmm. and clearly articulating that to sellers. Probably number one thing on the list side. Mm -hmm. Preparing the home, and that might might involve declutter, deep clean, depersonalize, but then also we utilize pre-inspections mm -hmm. to make sure we're preparing that home properly so we are disclosing things properly or solving those problems mm -hmm. and we're solving problems before they even exist. Right. And then making sure that buyer is qualified. I think with those three things, I'd argue to say that you can avoid 90% of your bad situations on the sell side. Do yeah. you agree? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, negotiating repairs. Have you ever had any bad situations about negotiating repairs? Um, well, some people just um, aren't going to do it. You know, um, you've got when I'm, um, you know, I, I feel that on the sell side, I try to say we need to do what's right. Um, I'm a health and safety gal and really I'm an elephant gal. If there's an elephant that nobody is aware of, you know, sellers, come on, you need to take what care What are we talking about by elephants and uh, health and safety? So what, um, are you, what are your top things for health and safety and then what would you define as an elephant? Well, an elephant to me is if nobody's aware that there is mold in the attic and rodents. So, okay. so big ticket items that maybe a seller was not in, or a buyer was not anticipating. No, and that a seller was had no knowledge of. Yeah, yeah, that that as well, that yeah. as well. But but and that comes down to disclosing. If there's mold in the attic, the seller has to disclose that. But if it's not acknowledged to anybody, it's maybe something that's more than a thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of more than a thousand dollars. But I want you to know that it, um, sellers don't go in their attics. So, um, you know, they don't know, I don't know sometimes how they don't know there's rodents in there. But then that comes down to doing the right thing. So yeah. knowledge aside, you know, when you're approached with these quote unquote elephants versus ants, ants might be 
non-grounded receptacles, non-GSCIs, very basic mm -hmm. things that are easy in the big picture of life, but not knowing about mold, which um, is gonna set you back quite a bit. Radon. Radon. Um, dirty the, water. Um, yeah, um, water that is not up to EPA guidelines, so arsenic, um, you know, that's, that's and sort it's, of an issue. It's silly to me because you even brought up that good point is, when people aren't willing to have a conversation about that, you know, we're dealing with something on the buy side. We're giving these sellers the ability to try to, it's, it's contingent on the sellers finding housing. And they found a great house and there was a problem with mold. And these sellers are choosing not to mitigate those problems, but trying to keep going to different buyers to f find somebody who's gonna deal with it themselves. That's not the right thing to do. Mm -mm. You think, and then put yourself in those shoes, Mr. and Mr. Sellers. Would you want to buy a house that has mold in it or arsenic in the water and then expect a young buyer to just deal with those problems themselves? Well, the way that I look at it and educate, take responsibility, you know, and again, it's nobody's fault. It just happens to be the DNA of your home. It's your responsibility and your problem. So, um, and don't put it on the buyer or don't put it on me. You know, I go back to them and said, this is information that we've got to do. We have to disclose it if you don't take care of it, number one. And then remember in these most recent markets, sellers are getting top dollar for things. Top dollar. They've won the lotto. Take care of the mold. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, if you want top dollar, you have to have top quality. Mm -hmm. And having mold in the attic or dirty water or radon is more or less maybe not necessarily a known top issue to get top quality but I want to sleep at night if I'm selling the house to anybody and I'm getting top dollar quote-unquote what is top dollar in this market I'm gonna deal with a thousand dollar rate and I'm gonna deal with the few thousand dollars mold because again it's the right thing to do but I guess that's the difference of how we operate versus how other agents are gonna educate uh, hey. there because some some other agents might say you don't have to do anything we got six other offers they can deal with that stuff yeah, maybe. But see, it's going to rear its ugly head again. Yeah. So I just figured, let's let's take care of it. And I really just say to my sellers, you know, let's take responsibility for your house. Mm -hmm. I know that they take it personal, too. Yeah. Um, they take it personal. But it's no one's fault. Back to your point, it's no one's fault. You don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but but to mold, arsenic, radon, those are simple solutions. There might be elephants in terms of prices, but at the end of the day, you know, you can mitigate those problems for for inexpensive cost, inexpensive cost. And then two, for something like mold, like what's the number one cause of mold in an attic? Poor ventilation or moisture. So maybe it's a bathroom vent. Maybe it's not being vented properly. Those are easy solutions and then easy mitigation. Um, I'd rather put that thing to bed and move on with my life. Yeah, I think it's good. That's what we're saying to sellers and buyers though yeah. too, so. Let's think good things. I wanna think good. Um, good, good, good. Um, good, well, why? Good. Go on. Why um, the good, the bad, the ugly? The good is um, I love the ability to help somebody um, achieve the American dream, home ownership. You know, um, to help them in the excitement that they're moving, whether it's a first-time buyer moving up because they're they have a couple kids. It's just really exciting to see the joy mm -hmm. in people. And, and um, build that trust, yes. build that relationship, and and I say it constantly at the end of this deal, and, and this is another first time home buyer thing, is we were talking about, we're paid out of, well, buyer's agents are paid out of seller's closing costs. Um, sellers, that's a seller closing cost to those sellers for the most part, mm -hmm. at least uh, what the norm is. Um, in our contract, there is a little bit of verbiage to protect buyer's agents in terms of compensation. If that, that buyer then goes and buys with somebody else, I'm still entitled to that commission, I digress. I go, 
this isn't, uh, we're gonna sell X amount of units a year. Um, no buyer has paid me yet, and I'm not gonna start with so-and-so. And that parent said, wow, okay, now I'm at ease. But it's, and, at, and then the caveat, what I was gonna say when I started this is, at the end of these transactions, it's not just one transaction to us. We wanna build that relationship, and we wanna be friends at the end of those things, and I truly believe that 99.9% of our clients are friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you go through an emotional, a huge emotional and financial, and you know, you work through you know the couple and the family so you really get a bond and and that's the next one relationships with clients those relationships are really important to me mm -hmm. um, and over the years we've we've established some some great relationships yeah mm -hmm. and that's a big reason of why like again I couldn't tell you sometimes the numbers maybe the income or whatever but for us it's really being passionate about providing such uh, such knowledge and experience within this field giving it to people that are just starting this process or don't do it every single day. Mm -hmm. So they're represented properly, educated properly, and very confident what they're doing, build those relationships, build that trust. Um, and at the end of the day, they look at look at us in the closing table and go, wow, yeah. I couldn't be more happy with who I chose. Yeah. And, and remember, it's not perfect. There's hiccups, hurdles, there's things that we um, that we have to make a decision as a team. So that's with sellers and buyers. So what, what we do is say, these are your options, A, B, C, and D. You choose, but you've got to live with that decision. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not making this decision for you, but this is, you know, it's risky to do A. Um, and this is a little bit more um, secure to do this, but in the end of the day, they make those decisions. A little bit different than what we were just talking about, but the flexibility with the job, there is some a lot of good to that. You know, work from home, I'm gonna read them off and you can elaborate. Work from home, uncapped ability to make a good income, diversity and in schedule, never the same day. Yeah, never. That's what's so exciting is that we, we're not we're never in a routine which a lot of people like routines yeah. but for us I don't think that there's ever a routine and I think that that's why maybe we excel at those things I don't even know what day it is sometimes I don't even know what what week it is or month it is and I think that's nothing but a good thing to show that we like what we're doing we're not focused on the time we're putting into it or we do, I don't care if it's at seven o'clock at night I don't care if it's Saturday and Sunday there really hasn't been many times in my whole career that I go on appointment that I say oh man you know, I have always um, said, oh, got an appointment, gotta go, you know? Um, so I think that's really good. That just says that I love what I do. I think maybe a couple of times, I think it was pouring down rain, that it wasn't a good dreary day that I went, ugh. But, but even like um, on such a, like a micro level, you know, I get a lot of times where people are, hey, it's 10 o'clock at night, can you take a phone call? I don't think I'm ever saying no because I'm not necessarily worried about what time it is. If you have a question, I have an answer. So call me, um, text me, I'll do everything that I can to get that answered if I actually don't know that information. Um, but I'm not worried about, hey Chris, can you talk? No, it's 10 o'clock. Hey Chris, can you talk? Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. But if I can't, I can't talk, then we'll schedule a different time. Mm -hmm. So, and two, I think there are accessibility, the accessibility that, that clients have to us is uh, pretty important, but also it doesn't affect I don't feel like it affects my lifestyle. I don't think so, and a lot of people will beg to differ. You know, a lot of agents or a lot of people in whatever fields they are and they go, no, this is my time. Well, I can do that. I cannot answer the phone after seven o'clock and I'm fine with that, but I also know, you know, um, I don't mind it. So there's a lot of, 
there's a lot of great, there's a lot of good, and that's the reason we do what we do. There's some bad, there's definitely some ugly. That's with any industries, you're gonna have a good, bad, and the ugly. What are, I guess, the big three takeaways that you would leave the audience with for making sure you focus on good? And I would probably start with solidify your why mm -hmm. and really foundation a lot of your business and the hard work and dis discipline to that why. Mm -hmm. What are some other points that you would say to, to help young agents make their experience in this career good mm -hmm. for years and years to come? Well, just be an expert in your field. I think that's really important. Know your stuff, know your product, know your inventory, know your community. And if you don't, know where you're going to be going for those answers, yeah. mentorship, um, managers, brokers, things like that. But be an expert, be a voice for that that information um, and uh, um, you know, be someone that, know the information, but also be somebody that can give that information that's receptive and honest and things like that. Well, and I, third, I think it's just have fun. I mean, enjoy your journey. Yeah, at the end of the day, if you don't love what you're doing, then what are you doing it for? Yeah. The money's nice, but I don't think that if we didn't enjoy what we were doing, that we would continue to do those things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, anything you want to leave them with? No, I, I, no, we love what we do. Yeah, so Chris Lotz with Pat Lotz here at the Pat Lotz Real Estate Group. Um, you know, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Beyond the Keys, a Pat Lotz podcast. Um, as always, there's live local, buy local, use local, and there's, there's lots, lots to of love in Livingston, Livingston County. County. Um, again, big, big thing, big pitch for us for here for 2023 is uh, subscribers. Um, we're really trying to grow this here for uh, 2023 to get to a thousand, grow all platforms. We'll put our links in the description below. Please subscribe. Um, we're here to give you a lot of great information. Ask us comments, um, what more information you want from us. How can we help you? How can we serve you? Yep. Um, we'd love to answer those questions in a future podcast, a little bit of a Q&A style of what people need from us and the information that you desire from us. Mm -hmm. um, but that starts with subscribing and creating that relationship. Uh, give us the opportunity to build that trust. Give us that honesty and um, uh, we'll grow from there. So We're here. Thanks. We'll see, we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching. Make sure to use those like, comment, and share buttons below. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Pat Lots Real Estate for more helpful home buying and selling tips. Want a free comparable market analysis? Scan that QR code on your screen or visit our website at www.patlots.com and fill out the request form. There's lots to love in Livingston County.